Hey, DGens, it is Wednesday, May 24th. The Celtics have some life. The Suns' Bucks have narrowed their head coaching search, and Mello calls it a career. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, have you ever owned a car that was red before? I have. I have. I had a red, uh, what year was that? 88 Chevy Camaro RS. Right, the okay. only red car that I had. Okay, I, I, of course, drive a, a red Charger. I love my Charger. It is amazing. Uh, red cars have a certain stigma about them in regards to police pulling them over and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but I think that there's a, another stigma, and I'd like to get your take on this. Do birds shit more on red cars than any other color car? I don't know. I really, I, I don't know. It's interesting you bring that up, though, because where I live... I have a bird's nest like right above my cars, my my truck and my new Corvette. And I mean, they've shit all over my cars before. All of a sudden, they don't shit on my Corvette. Do, do they know? <laughs> maybe they're colorblind, right? It's it's like silver. It's right. It's, you got to yeah. Maybe they can't see. Because I walked out this morning, dude. My car was plastered. Like, and it's nowhere <laughs> near birds. Nowhere near birds. It was parked in the fucking street. No birds nest. No wires. No nothing. And I could just imagine like a fucking flock of birds flying above. It's like, oh look, target. Red fucking target. <laughs> Covered in shit today, man. It's kind of funny, really. That's yeah, terrible. Uh, another uh, uh, thing that was covered in shit last night was the Miami Heat <laughs> looking to knock out the Celtics, trying to go for the sweep. They could not get it done, uh, and the Celtics survive, go on to game five in Boston. Uh, I don't know. Have they made this a series now, Panther? Like, if, if they go into Boston, now it's 3-2. What's, what's the mindset of that Miami Heat team? Um, I mean, they were due for a letdown. I went back and looked at that game three that they had won by 20 points. You realize they shot, it was like 54, 57% from three-point land. That's an incredible, I mean, we're not just talking, you know, two for five or something. They they shot like 37 times and hit 57%. That explains the big gap. I didn't look at last night's stats, but they were hitting threes uh, leading up to last night's game. Boston showed some life, you know, being at home for their next game. If they win it, maybe Miami panics, but I'm going to attribute it. To, I'm going to blame myself. I'm going to blame myself. And that's because I didn't bet on the Boston Celtics. If I wanted, <laughs> if I wanted Miami to sweep, I should have just bet on the Celtics. <laughs> so, you know, no team has ever in the NBA come back from down 3 It's never happened before. It's happened in baseball back in 2004. The Boston Red Sox came back against the Yankees in the ALCS and then went on to win the World Series that year. And it's happened three times in hockey, which is funny because now with your Golden Knights up 3-0, we now have two series in the NHL that are up 3-0. So it would be interesting to see if either of those teams claw back. I don't think so. But uh, I think, listen, man, it's 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 game by game now for the Celtics. They they showed some life. They, they could have easily quit, as a lot of people uh, expected them to do, and they didn't. Uh, the Heat had the lead in this game. Going, going into the third quarter, they went scoreless for about like four and a half minutes at one point. Uh, I think the Celtics went on like an 18-0 run in in the third quarter, and they were just—I mean—they were getting offensive rebounds. The Celtics were hitting three pointers. They were driving to the lane. Miami was getting, you know getting called for fouls a lot in that third. Um, you know, Tatum Brown—they came out big in the second half. 
They opened up for, uh, you know, they, they were being double teamed. Like Tatum was being double teamed, but wasn't panicking, was, you know, hitting smart and white for these open shots. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler, he struggled for the first half of the game. He came he came alive in, in the second half of the game. And at one point, uh, he hit this, like, big momentum-shifting three-pointer. And that's the point where the Celtics usually crumbled, right? Uh, like, when, when Jimmy hits this dagger, like, in the, in the series so far, the Celtics crumbled. But they went right down the court. Uh, Al Horford got a two-pointer. Like, they did not panic. I think, you know, uh, Butler ended up scoring 15 points in that third quarter and still going into the fourth quarter, Boston led by nine. So, uh, you know, Boston was, they just didn't panic. I mean, uh, in the fourth quarter, I remember um, uh, White got this huge fucking block on Duncan Robinson. Just beautiful. Like, Robinson thought he had a wide open three. <laughs> and, and White comes up from behind and swats him. And it ended up this transition dunk for Brown. And after that, the Celtics, the Celtics never looked back after that. So, I mean... This is the team. The, the the team that I saw in the second half of this game is the team that we've been waiting for the Boston Celtics to be. I don't know if they have enough in them to win four in a row. But man, it's I think they make it interesting. I think they they do what they're do their best. They they haven't given up in this series so far. And that could uh, spell a little trouble for Miami in game five. Yeah, going back to Boston, I mean, you gotta like their chances at home. Signs of life. I gotta believe keeping Miami under 100 points. Uh, it, it had to be. There had to be some defense, right? Some steals, some blocks. Obviously, some poor shooting by Miami. But I'm gonna give Boston defense some credit here, and that's where it's gonna have to start for them to continue to win and have success. They're going to have to play better defense than they did those first three games. So if they play better defense at home, get the crowd involved, we could be going back to Miami in a few days. Uh, with Boston down three to two, would be fun. All right, sticking in the NBA. Of course, we know that the two two of the uh, well, I'd say there's three big teams that that have job openings in the NBA. Right, you consider the Sixers' job opening is a pretty big job opening. Uh, getting to you know Coach Joel Embiid. You got the Phoenix Suns, of course, getting Devin Booker and, and Kevin Durant, and you also have the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. Now, the key for all of these teams, apparently. The guy that has met with all of them and will have his choice. He will fucking pick any team that he wants. No surprise here. Nick Nurse, finalist in all of those fucking jobs. But we're looking at the Bucks. You got Nick Nurse, Kenny Atkinson, and Adrian Griffin as the finalists there. And then Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse for the Phoenix Suns. Huh. A couple other associate head coaches uh, in the mix as well. Uh, the, the Suns associate head coach, uh, Kevin Young has interviewed for the job for the Suns, Sacramento Kings associate head coach, Jordy Fernandez as well. So a couple of younger guys in the mix here as well. Uh, of course, the Toronto opening, uh, you know, the Raptors have an opening too, and I think some of these guys like uh, Kenny Atkinson and, and some of these assistants are also getting interviewed there. But uh, it's it's out of, if you're Phoenix, you got your choice between Doc Rivers, Nick Nurse, who, who are you taking? Oh, it's Nick Nurse all day. I, I think the Doc Rivers thing, I, listen, I think he should probably be sent to the booth and maybe do a year or two of talking and watching and observing because, you know, he's, he's had his chance. He, he's had, you know, Boston. He's had Golden State. He's had what, the Clippers. He's had Philadelphia. Um, the guy's been around, and I, I, I think Nick Nurse, it just blows my mind that Nick Nurse was fired in the first place. Um, and maybe that's why Doc Rivers is sitting there because maybe Nick Nurse goes to Milwaukee. Maybe Nick Nurse goes to Philadelphia. And Doc Rivers is Phoenix's fall guy. But I think Nick Nurse, 
sitting in a pretty good spot. He's got the choice of whatever job he wants. Maybe he wants Milwaukee just to just to you know have some multiple games against Toronto. I, I just, it just blows my mind that he was let go of that job. I, yeah, unbelievable. He, I think he did a hell of a job in Toronto this year, uh, despite you know injuries and despite you know the the roster shakeup and all that. Uh, I can imagine that if if I'm a coach, I think I'd probably want the Milwaukee job more than the Phoenix job for a couple of reasons. One, the East we know is winnable. I know it's 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 just the West is yeah the West is always going to be stacked, and so I would hate that too. I don't want to fucking deal with Kevin Durant. I'm sorry. I just, I just, this guy gets fucking coaches fired wherever he goes. Wherever Kevin Durant goes, coaches get fired. He's the fucking Grim Reaper. I think, isn't his nickname the Slim Reaper or something like that? that that's what he fucking does. He gets coaches fucking fired. I would go nowhere near Kevin Durant if, I, if I'm a head coach. On the other side, I, Giannis seems like a coachable guy. He seems like a guy that just wants to win. Maybe, I mean, imagine Giannis winning like defensive player of the year next year because Nick Nurse just fucking gets him like locked and loaded on defense as well. I mean, I, if I'm Nick Nurse, I want the Milwaukee job. I don't want that Phoenix job. Well, and I think when you look at those two um, organizations, you got to feel that both of them are knocking on the door of a rebuild. And would you rather rebuild around Giannis or would you rather rebuild around Devin Booker? And Look, it's all day, every day. I think everybody would choose Giannis. So, yeah, the East is more winnable. Giannis, one of the elite top three players in the game. I think Milwaukee would be the, the place that I would rather go. Now, weather, I don't know if weather's a factor. I'd much rather spend my winters in Phoenix. I'm just saying. Oh, fair fair point. I've, I've spent my, you know, a good share of winter in, in Milwaukee before, and it is not 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 very pleasant in fact i, th- I think you know where whenever i used to go there i used to stay near uh was it marquette is over there that's where jimmy butler went to school Mar- i think yeah yeah, Mar- yeah. And, and and dwayne wade i think uh that, that's where they went to school is marquette so uh you know i i used to like stay in you know hotels around that area and it was like right by the river and it was just fucking frigid man <laughs> it's just so fucking cold i've I, you know yeah phoenix in the winter time sounds much better than fucking milwaukee in the winter time all right uh last nba story before we get to the break uh we're I I guess celebrating, recognizing the career of one Carmelo Anthony who retires after 19 seasons. Now, I say that he did not play this season. So do they count this season as a season, even though he didn't play? He retires as Panther. I was shocked to hear this. The number nine scorer in league history. Number nine. LeBron James, Kareem, Karl Malone, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Dirk Nowitzki, Wilt Chamberlain, and Shaquille O'Neal. Only guys scored more points than Carmelo Anthony. That's his legacy, right? He's a scorer. That's it. Done. That's what you think of Carmelo. That in Syracuse. Good job. He won, he won a national title in Syracuse. That's that's my legacy for Carmelo Anthony. Is he a great NBA player? No. I, I No. I'm sorry. I, I don't put him in the NBA greats. He was a great scorer. Done. I'm sorry can't disagree i thought I, I knew all you told me was we we're going to talk about carmelo anthony i figured the question is going to come up is he a hall of famer well the answer is yes but not because i would vote him in he's going to get into the hall of fame he'll probably even get in as a first ballot guy but you nailed it right on the head he was nothing but a pure scorer i think his career average on assists was neighboring around 2, 2.5. He wasn't a passer. He wasn't an elite defender. He wasn't noted as a rebounder. He was a shooter. A shooter by quantity, maybe not so much quality, 
the guy would put it up. I mean, there was no shot he was afraid to take. Um, he played a long time. Was he great? Yeah. Was he great long enough? I mean, he played a long time. He was a stat stuffer. Listen, the, all of these Hall of Fames let people in that I don't think belong. It should be a way more exclusive club. But he's going to get in, and I don't think he should be there. But I'm, I've just come resolved to know he's going to get in. Here's what Carmelo is also known for. He was drafted third in his draft class. That was the 2003 draft class. He was drafted third. Name the two players drafted in front of him, Panther. Fucking no clue. Mike Conley? <laughs> Am I close? One LeBron James. Oh, the 3 and number two, Darko Milicic. That was that was that draft where it was LeBron, Milicic, Carmelo, Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade. That was the top fucking five in that draft. And then Chris Kamen was six, and you know Kirk Heinrich seven. A um, couple good, a uh, couple good players from that draft. But I mean, you're looking at the fucking top, right? I mean, you, you know, David West went on to have a pretty good career. Boris Diaw had a pretty good career. He was in that draft class. Um, Josh Howard for the Dallas Mavs, he had a pretty good career. I mean, there's a couple of guys that just like you look in them, it's like, oh yeah, Luke Walton, you know, you know the uh, fucking Jaja Pachulia. There's a couple of guys that it's like, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty good draft class, but yeah, you, you're gonna fucking focus in on the top five and the glaring fucking Detroit Pistons fucking mistake right there of goddamn Darko Milicic at number two. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I I don't know what to say. Like you have all those names, all those opportunities, and leave it to Detroit to swing and miss. Goddamn, that was coming off their. Uh, they, they 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 well, they got that in a trade, by the way, too. You got to remember, like they 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 were they just won the title. They just won back to back titles, Detroit. You know, they they had the the Rip Hamilton. They had. Um, uh, Rashid Wallace and Ben oh, Wallace, yeah. they had that fucking yeah. stacked fucking yeah. team. Uh, Chauncey Billups, they, they had such a good fucking team, so they really didn't need anything. They just got that pick from uh, Memphis, so their whole thing is like, well, let's just bring in a project because we don't need anything, so we're going to bring in this fucking young Serbian guy, but man, I can, I can imagine them bringing in Chris Bosh instead and just fucking booing that team for a little while. Now, Chris Bosh, not a great player. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame player either, by the way, Chris Bosh. I think he's a, he's a good player. Uh, imagine bringing Dwayne Wade, though. Fuck. God damn. I don't know where he'd fit in with, with, with Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups, but I don't know, man. It's, you know, Carmelo, congrats on, on your, your maybe, maybe this is a sign that LeBron's going to retire as well. You know, maybe uh, maybe Chris Paul does as well. Maybe the banana boat guys, right? They all fucking get on a banana boat together, fucking retire off into the sunset. Uh, but yeah, Melo, yeah, I don't, I don't miss you, really. Sorry. All right, let's take a break. After that, we do have no NBA today, sweep in the West, but we do have hockey and we do have some baseball. Stay tuned. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and community safe. If you're ready for a new mission, 
Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We are back. We got the NHL playoffs ongoing. Could this be the end in the East? We have the Carolina Hurricanes on the road at the Florida Panthers. Now, this line opened at Carolina plus 102, Panthers minus 122. I am loath to say this is now Carolina minus 105, Panthers minus 108. So I know what side I'm on. I'm guessing what side you're on. Something seems off, Panther. Um, I think it seems off just because they expect Carolina. You know, Boston won a game last night, avoided the sweep. Maybe they're expecting Carolina to avoid the sweep. Maybe they do avoid the sweep, but I find no no reason whatsoever to fade these Panthers. I'm betting the Panthers, and if they lose, I might double down. We might do Panthers three and out, four and out, whatever it takes. But Panthers are winning this series. Can't sweep them if you don't win game four. Let's put 10 bucks on the Florida Panthers at home. Yeah, I got a prediction that this will be in our DGEN parlay today. And should they lose, it will be in the DGEN parlay on Friday as well. Uh, I am lockstep with you. $10 bet on the Florida Panthers. I absolutely, I, it's, it's going to be a close game. Maybe like a 2-1, one nothing again. I don't fucking know. It's going to be a close one. But I think this fucking Panthers team closes it out today. I'm looking forward to a fucking Florida Panthers, Golden Knights, Stanley Cup. That's going to be a fucking blast. All right, on to baseball. Panther, you said you have a light day. I have one, two, three games, which means if you've got like four games, we're betting seven games. We might. Let's see. what I got four games, so let's see what happens. Uh, let's start off with Texas at Pittsburgh. I should not be on this because I'm, I'm doing a great job. Uh, it looks terrible. Out. It's biggest trap on the board today, yeah. Panther. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a great job of snipping out these fucking traps. And they, but 125, like I can't get away from it. Pitching advantage, hitting advantage, all advantages. Give me the Rangers for the loss. <laughs> Ten bucks on the Rangers. I will. I'll give you some some even better news, Panther. I'll get you the Rangers minus one twenty. How about that? No, for fuck's sake. <laughs> How about that? I'm leading Pittsburgh in this one, not because I think they win, but because all the fucking signs point to that they're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. It's a weird game for please. Please avoid this from the parlay. I mean, if you if you faded the parlay yesterday, you made a lot of money. Let's keep this one out of the parlay. But I'm going to lean Pittsburgh here. All right. Well, I I will leave that one out of the parlay. I'll see if I can get some moral support or better on this one. We're going to look at San Francisco at Minnesota. Excellent pitching matchup as Descalfini will go against Joe Ryan. But Minnesota as a team minus 160. Are you kidding me? I get it. Joe Ryan's one hell of a pitcher. Future staff ace, maybe the current staff ace of this team. But Deslafini has been pitching really well. And the 49ers have been hitting pretty well. At plus 135, I've got enough value to take at least a flyer bet. So give me San Francisco for 10 bucks. Got a couple of books that can get you a little bit more. Uh, so FanDuel, I can get you plus 144. Bet Rivers also has a plus 143. So if you can bet at either of those two books, I advise jumping on that. And I'm going to give you tons of moral support here. I'm with you, man. I do think that, that the Twins win this one, but the implied probability says that the value play is on the Giants. I, I don't have that big of a fucking line for the Twins. I'm, I'm just not there. It's off by a good margin, but I also just don't have the implied probability on the Giants side either. So just a lean on San Francisco. Next game up, I think one of us has been on this series uh, each of the first two days. No reason not to make it 
day number three. The Cardinals are in Queen City taking on my Cincinnati Reds. Your boy Steven Matz and his god-awful ERA is on the mound for St. Louis. Ben Lively, kind of a fill-in starting pitcher for the Reds uh, while they nurse some starting pitching injuries. But he's pitched really well in the time that he's had. Uh, Listen, this is a combination of value on the Reds and fading Steve Matz. At plus 135, maybe you find me a little bit better. I'll take the Cincinnati Reds to see if they can get the second out of three games against these Cardinals. I do believe we have our second lock pick for the D-Gen Parlay. Plus 138 I am getting us on this one, Panther. I saw B. Lively pitching. I thought it was Blake Lively. I was like, holy shit, she transitioned <laughs> into baseball? That's fucking amazing. Good for her. Uh, I Yeah, I like Cincinnati here. I liked them yesterday. They showed some heart. They lost that game. But, uh, you know, I know you say that there's no value in losing, but I really think that there was a value play in the Reds yesterday. I think this is not just a value play. I think they win today. They won game one for us. I think they win this one today for us, too. $10 bet on Cincinnati. All right. Last game up for me, Oakland. Go to Seattle where there will be more fans in this one game than Oakland's probably seen all season long. They're going to throw Ken Waldachuk out there. Pretty much every time I see Waldachuk, that's an instant fade. What makes it even worse for Oakland is he's going against Bryce Miller, who's been absolutely stellar for these Seattle Supersonics. So stellar, I got to run line this thing, and you're probably still going to tell me minus 140 or so. I don't care. I'm taking the minesweepers. Give me Seattle on the run line for 10 bucks. On the fucking nose, yeah, minus one and a half pays out minus 140 for you. If you want the minus two and a half, I'll get you plus 105. But I'm assuming you just want to lock in at the minus 140. We'll just take the minus 140, yep. Tons of moral sport here. I almost got at the if this was minus 250, my spreadsheet would probably tell me to bet it. It's minus 275 at this point. Some books got it at minus 290, buddy. 292. Holy shit, who's got minus 292? Fucking Caesars. Of course, fucking Caesar's got minus 392. Uh, yeah, Motorsport lean on the Mariners. Yeah, this is one of those situations where there's no value in losing. Don't take the Oakland A's. Nobody take Oakland. Probably wake <laughs> up tomorrow and they'll win. But <laughs> That's all I got. What do you bring it to the table? I want to look at this Astros-Brewers game. The Brewers got it done yesterday. They're going to put Hauser on the mound today uh, against who's it? Is it uh, Bilak? Bilak? What the fuck's his name? Bilak. It's Bilak. Uh, yep, Bilak. I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, I like the Brewers at home today. I think that you know they're, they're starting to show a little heart, especially at home. Uh, this, this is a... A team that you know, uh, this line is like right, right on, right there, right minus one hundred eight. I can get it at. Yeah, I think the Brewers get it done. Ten dollar bet on Milwaukee. Belak is really a lot of smoke and mirrors. If you look at his peripherals, this dude pitches to contact. He gives up a ton of contact. People hit the ball, and I, I, that's what scares me. I mean, I love the Astros. The Astros are clearly the better team. But Belak, just so much walks and hits that he gives up. I got a fade at Houston here. Tons of moral support. I will lean the Brewers. All right, so the Orioles are facing the Yankees today. It's Wells versus Cortez. If I told you that heading into the season, who do you think that you know would be the, the better pitcher out of the two? It would be oh, Nick Cortez. Cortez. Nick Cortez. Yeah. After last season, Cortez is a hell of a year. His bloated 5.21 ERA takes on... Tyler Wells with his 2.94 ERA, his 3-1 record. 
I had a lot more value when I wrote this into my little notebook a couple hours ago. That value has dissipated, but I'm still getting a plus 116 on the Baltimore Orioles. That is down. I had plus 130 two hours ago, Panther. I have lost 14 cents since 6 a.m. Eastern time to fucking now. God damn it. $10 bet on the Orioles. Yeah, after the uh, shit show that was yesterday where Garrett Cole on the mound, Yankees can't even cover my damn run line. I just, I paid these two. It, it, is it crazy? It's crazy to think that the Orioles and the Yankees are kind of even, but they probably aren't. The Orioles are the better team. <laughs> They're leading that division. Probably should be on the O's here. But just after I take a, a loss like yesterday on that run line, it just gets, usually gets me, scares me for the next game. So I'll give you moral support and lean the Orioles. So I'm betting, but I do want to talk about my nine Mets squadron as Marcus Stroman faces off against his former team. Stroman having a pretty good season. Uh, Senga on the mound for the Mets. Been a roller coaster of a fucking year for him. He does have a winning record despite uh, some some sporadic play by Senga. Man, the Mets not a very good road team. Cubs a pretty good home team. I was tempted. I couldn't quite fade my Mets. What do you think about this Cubs-Mets game? Uh, you know, Sanga got off to a great start and he's really regressed on the road. I hate the Mets offense. Like I'm really starting to hate this Mets team. I think the preseason, we had a lot of me high you, expectations. Me, me and you both, buddy. Me and you both. I yeah. didn't have high expectations. I said they spent a lot of money and they didn't improve. That's what I fucking said. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. we thought they improved their pitching. Not so sure about that. And their hitting is probably as bad as it's been in four years. So I like the Cubbies here, just not enough to bet it. All right, that'll do it for today. All right, I do believe, let's see, we, we have uh, the, who was it? It was, we, we have the, Re- the Florida Panthers, right? We've got the Reds. Uh, who else do you want to throw in this parlay? Let's see, uh, what else did you bet well, we're not doing. We're not doing Texas, so no, it's, either, no. it's either San Francisco with a healthy plus line or like Seattle on the run line. I like that. I like that San Francisco one. I gave you tons of moral support for the San Francisco with that plus line. So our parlay, I, 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 I think I still had yesterday's parlay uh, calculating. <laughs> Let me redo the. I was like, holy shit, we're getting plus one thousand. No, that's not fucking it. All right, <laughs> we are getting. Uh, we are. Holy shit, we're getting plus one hundred two one on this parlay. Two How is that possible? Lines. Two plus Holy line. shit, plus 1021. There you go. Cincinnati plus 138. San Francisco plus 144. Wow. Plus 1021. I thought I thought I had two parlays worth of uh, two days worth of parlays in the mix here, but no. Ah. Big fucking value today, Panther. Take us home. Oh, hey, let's take let's take this home. Let's get this one today. Uh, you guys can hang out with us on Facebook, Twitter, but mostly exclusively, it's right here in the asylum. You can be like Ron. Ron joined yesterday. He's shooting shit with us in the asylum. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. When it's all said, cunt kids, it's all make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.